start with the numbers. Say, hey, look, the reason uh, I haven't been able to sell this is because the numbers don't really add up. Here's why you should buy it anyway. You're right. Selling on Amazon is not passive income, which is why you're here listening to me. My name is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of my Amazon guy. In clips like you'll see today, we talk to Amazon sellers and ask them about the pains they experience. We offer solutions. We talk about PPC, SEO, design, and catalog troubleshooting. Enjoy. Hey, Stephen. Um, that... Deal fell through. I know I mentioned somebody from your channel saw me. We talked about buying the uh, <clears throat> buying my company. Fell through. Did okay. you document his objections? And it you don't need the, to share them, but did you document um, them? It, it was this. Uh, I spoke with this lady. She was wonderful. We had a great conversation. And uh, for her, I just don't think the numbers work. She's a current seller. She's doing really well. Mm -hmm. She's super smart. And it just didn't work for her. And, and I understand. And we had a nice conversation. And it was great. Everything's positive. So my IPI score just keeps plummeting. Q4, I got killed. I sold. So, so, so before we move off the deal, I just want to emphasize whatever objection that they had, you should really internalize and think about because the because you still want to sell. And the next person you talk to, what's the first thing you should do? Sell into that objection. I understand. You know, the numbers are the numbers, though. She was so, very so the next person you talk to, though, start with the numbers. Say, hey, look. The reason uh, I haven't been able to sell this is because the numbers don't really add up. Here's why you should buy it anyway. You're right. That's a great point. I just think she did the numbers in terms of she didn't like the margins is really what it came down to. And, and I understand, and especially at this point, since there's no momentum, can't sell it for what I'd like to sell it for. Got so it. Okay. So, so now, that, now that I've established that, I just thought that was a, a valuable tidbit. Um, so now you've got overstock, 2,000 units, IPI under 297, which is very Awful. low. Awful. Um, and and that's preventing you, and you got restock limits as well. Now, here's the good news. I believe right around February 15th, the restock limits will go back up at no action taken by you. So you have some reprieve coming predictably. Logically, this happened last year as well. So that's why I predict it. I mean... I have 1968 units currently that they're showing. I have a thousand limit. I feel until I, you know, get rid of, I can't wait two months. I feel it's killing me. Um, I think they're charging me so much for storage. I know that might go down. The, the other good news is, is January 1st, your storage costs are going to go down about, a th so they're going to go from whatever they are to a 30% of that or give or take. I mean, I still can't send in my bestseller. Um, that's a problem. That's I do think problem. I do think you should still sell some inventory to a second seller just to get inventory moving. I don't even know how to do that. I know we spoke on it. I just yeah. So so my my time's been taxed, so I didn't help you directly on this. But what anybody listening, if you want to make a few dollars for a little bit of effort, and you have a seller account, you're willing to sell on Matt's uh, top seller. Uh, you can work it out with Matt. Matt, what's your what's the best way to get in contact with you? I guess right through Garden Gnomes Galore. You could, uh, I guess, uh, GardenGnomesGalore.com. Just go there. Yeah. So so send a contact form there. And, and here's what I propose, whoever works this out with you, Matt. Matt sells wholesale directly to the buyer. And, and it's going to be at a discounted rate. The buyer will then sell it on the ASIN and is going to buy a 45, 60-day supply. 
by then you should be okay. So this, this is potentially a one-time deal. Now it could become more than a one-time deal. Problems aren't fixed. Or if there are other reasons to maintain that, maybe you wind down and go into a wholesale model. Right. So, so anyway, so, uh, could, could be worth four or $500 to somebody listening to this right now. If you've got a, if you're a U.S. based seller, uh, and can, can help out and take a, take a shipment into your FBA, these are units that will move in under 60 days. All right. So we got that idea on the, on the table. Okay. I don't um, want that idea. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't like it? No. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's a get on base idea. I know I'm, I'm, I'm more into the, let me, get rid of a thousand units, liquidate, donate, something like that, get on base idea. That's kind of where I'm tempting. So the value of the two ideas we have floating right here, value of, of engaging a seller to sell on the platform and the liquidation move a thousand units, they are probably of equal value. The minimal amount of effort that you'll have to do to, to move a few hundred units and make a deal will be far less though uh, versus having to, to, to collectively make a deal and hours of conversation and financial sharing and, and whatever, or uh, on the other side, you know, you call up a charity and you just say, Hey man, I, I've got a, I, I got a floundering business. I'm, I'm in debt X number of dollars. I just want to make a donation. Um, and can you help me or, you know, something along those lines. Now, the donation process though, is there's no direct write-off there, you've already spent the money. The money is the write-off, right? So, so you're not going to get additional value. That would just be like, okay, I'm done, right? And so, for those that are listening, this is the first time you've heard Matt's story. Um, he's in a he's in a position with his with his garden gnomes, and he's overstocked. Fees are high, and he's feeling the pressure. This is the real story of being an Amazon seller. And, and so Matt's like been grinding this and grinding this for months, trying to figure out a path forward. He wants to succeed. He wants to be an entrepreneur, right? Um, so, so one of the questions I have for you, Matt, is as you've gone through this discovery journey, the struggle, if you will, what, what has been the biggest zone of genius that you have succeeded in? Like, where do you feel like, man, I am one of the best people in the world at this one thing? Well, sure as hell ain't Amazon FBA. <laughs> well, okay. So maybe it's not the logistics part. We figured that out. Yes. But like, what did you feel like you really succeeded at? Like, what was what was the most powerful? Like, you, you looked in the mirror and you're like, wow, I feel good about that. I mean, in, in terms of Amazon, because that is not my feather in my cap. In, in terms of the whole business apparatus as it relates to the gnomes process. So, like, what part of the process did you do exceptionally well? I think my listings are done well. Um, I think oh. I also am smart because I find the right people, a.k.a. my Amazon guy, Stephen Pope. Amazing. Thank, thank you for that. I feel like um, at this point, I'm like, uh, I'm ready. You know, like, I know that a new, like, I'm stuck here. And I know if I had a new product or I did too many SKUs. We've talked about this. I think that's the issue. And also, I don't want, you know, I appreciate and I like when people call and I've had a few inquiries about my business, but it's a lot of talk and it's time consuming it and most people aren't pulling the trigger. So that's why you say, I don't want to talk to five people who want my inventory. I, I'd just rather cut it. You know, I've lost so much anyway. So that's how I feel. So I kind of want to know what to do. Like if you think donate, I'll do it. 
Like, I don't want to get on the phone again. I Like, the lady who wanted to buy it, like, she was super nice, but it's back and forth, back and forth. Then we spoke for two hours, and then she doesn't want to do it. And, and I respect that. That That is a predictable outcome, right? You're yeah. going to have to have somewhere between 10 and 15 of those to execute. Possibly. So. <laughs> Right. So I, you and I were emailing back and forth. You were getting excited. And I, and I, I said, let me know how it goes. I expected this exact outcome. Me too. I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the truth. Um, all right. I, we could talk more on that, but I want to ask you about, I have two listings I closed because I think I'm out of stock on one of them. It was one of the SKUs that I just only, you know, I wanted to get rid of. I have one SKU that has zero, yet there's 106 in reserve. What, what does that mean? Okay, so I'm going to answer that question. Before I do that, I want to close out the zone of genius conversation. Whatever you do next, so like so like the gnome situation is temporary, right? Like you're going to have this solved in somewhere between 60 and 120 days, 100% confident. Okay. okay. The decision point after you solve this problem, I think is a really important pivot moment in the journey of an Amazon seller. And that's why I wanted to take an extra minute and, and emphasize this. Stick to your zone of genius, right? So you said two things. You said design, listing build, we'll call that a marketing part. So you're good at the marketing. And the second part was deal making. Although you're stressed about the kind of deal making you're having to do with the gnomes. Um, so anyway, I just want to emphasize that. Think about when you make your next step as an entrepreneur, how to stay in that zone and and find the next win and whatever you know, maybe you partner with somebody who's a sourcing product expert in logistics, for example. All right. So, man, I don't know if you valued that or not, but I just I, I felt compelled to do that. So hopefully that was helpful. Yes, definitely. OK. All right. Let's pivot over to the actual question and where you want to get some value. So the reserved inventory. And this is something you could share your screen and show if you'd like. I'd love to. All right. So feel free to do that. You can hit the share screen button and then I'll pull it in. And and essentially, uh I, I can predict the answer here. Okay. It's FBA has checked in an item or they've shipped it to another warehouse. Feel, feel free to keep working on the share screen. Uh, and, and once it's uh, resolved, it'll pull out a reserve and go into your actual inventory. The reserve status is kind of a catch-all. It can include stock that is transferring between warehouses, although they did make a new FC transfer dropdown. It can include researched inventory. It can include, okay, it's it's technically FC transfer, but it hasn't fully been put into the bins. It's sitting in a container outside the warehouse, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, and it can also include, this is not going to be the reason, but it can also include orders that are pending. So if you had, you're not going to have 137 orders pending, obviously, but it can include that. So those are all the things that reserve inventory can include. The, the one that I predict that's probably happening on your account is an FC transfer that just hasn't completed fully. I know you like value and I know you want to, you know, you really want to get to the heart of it. Here's my biggest takeaway from all this. My units were too big. That's yes. my issue. Too big. I would never buy a product that big. Volumetrically killed me in terms of shipping from China and shipping into FBA. That was the biggest concern. Okay. For, for a first time starting product. I agree. Yeah. And 10 now, of them, 10 of them is too much. You, you know, okay. yeah. now if you were an operations genius, that was where your zone of genius was. And you, you'd been shipping big packages for 10 years. Yeah. I'd be like, heck yeah, do it. Yeah. But, but without that zone of genius, not a good starter product. Definitely not. 
Can you see my screen? Uh, yes, now I can. Okay. All right. So we're looking at the FBA inventory section here. So and you want to you want to look at the reserved inventory, is that correct? Yeah. So for example, on this guy. And I I normally look at reserved inventory from the inventory page, but that's okay, fine. Tell me I mean, where to go. Tell me where to go. So I, I usually like to look at it from uh, inventory manage all inventory, the, the top one actually. Okay. Uh, there there are different reports you can look at though, to be clear. And yeah. and inside of here. I'm getting that same bug. Anybody else uh, getting that same bug on the left-hand side with a weird column coming up right now? I have that that on my side right now as well. Um, All right. So in here, we're going to put our cursor over the reserved column. Okay. And you can sort that if you want or go down to the 106, whichever one has the issue. This is it. Put your cursor there on the 106, literally. Click it. And FC transfer. I nailed it. Yeah. All right. So I got it right. (laughs) Always. And, and so there is probably, you you could file a ticket and say, Hey, this has been stuck in FC transfer for 60 days. Put a number on it. It doesn't really matter if it's accurate. Can you please investigate? I don't believe any form of ticketing will actually speed this up, but I a hundred percent think it's worth the two minutes of effort to file the ticket. File a ticket and say that, this these ninety four units have been stuck in FC transfer. Make up a date, say for sixty days or whatever. Yeah. Can you please uh, investigate? Now, my prediction that FC transfer will probably be ninety four units. If it's already been like this for thirty days, it's probably going to be like this until like Valentine's Day. I'm really sorry to tell you that. Oh, so it's, yeah, that's affecting my inventory thing. Okay, so I'll take Amazon it. is understaffed. And they, they, they prioritize not to help the Amazon seller. They prioritize basically on best thing that will help the consumer get packages. And as far as Amazon's concerned, if these 106 units sit on the dock for two months, they don't care. Okay. So sorry for so much. Matt, you have been like the champion on the podcast of Bad News Bears. And you have taken Mike Tyson punches to the face Left and right. God bless life, <laughs> <laughs> and I, you, you are a glutton for punishment. You're also looking for a, a doctor to cure your pain. And I think you will eventually find it. Well, uh, I appreciate all your help. And uh, thank you. You're the best. I don't know what else to say. Well, I, I, I appreciate your addiction to our channel and our content and, and being a customer. Uh, I wish I could have helped you more. But I, I think I think a year from now, when you look back, you'll say, yeah, man, I took a couple of Mike Tyson punches to the face, but now I'm good. And, and you're, you're going to stick to your zone of genius and it's going to work out in the end. So, Matt, thanks for coming back for part two. We'll see you around. Thank you, Stephen. Bye-bye. Slam that like and subscribe button and join me every Thursday, noon Eastern Standard Time, where you can watch Amazon sellers come on camera and ask me literally any question live. We'll see you then.